Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. Justin Trudeau proroguing Parliament. Uh, now, for those of you who aren't Canadian or who are Canadian and don't know what proroguing is, it's kind of this routine thing that governments do occasionally uh, when they need to stop and refocus or there's some kind of crisis and it can be uh, kind of seen as um, giving a break to legislators so that they can return to their home ridings. Um, at least that's ostensibly what it's supposed to be for. Like really, you know, oh geez, this is a this is a crisis, or we need to, you know, slow down and refocus our efforts because of something new that's happening. That's how it's supposed to be used. The problem is that historically, for both liberals and conservatives, it has been used in the worst way possible, which is to deflect rightfully directed criticism at governments, again, be they conservative or liberal. Sir John A. Macdonald did it, Jacques Chrétien did it, uh, I'm pretty sure William Lyon Mackenzie King did it, um, Stephen Harper did it, and now Justin Trudeau has done it. So, the problem is that when our prime ministers use prorogation, it's often to distract from something. So right now, Justin Trudeau and his government are reeling from the We Charity scandal, even though they've already been investigated by the Ethics Commissioner multiple times for other things. And uh, Stephen Harper's was for something else I can't remember right now, but we're going to focus on the Justin Trudeau one because that's the one that's in the news right now and that's what people are going to be talking about. Now, my problem with this, um, something else that happens with prorogation that isn't talked about, is that when Parliament is prorogued, it kills any legislation or committees that were being formed right there, just dead in the water. It basically is often used by these prime ministers as a stalling tactic to allow them to try and recollect themselves and save their political careers. So um, John Kirchner did it. He wanted to um, prevent an ethics commission from continuing to uh, investigate him. That's basically the same reason why John and McDonald did it, and it's pretty much the same reason why Trudeau's doing it now. Uh, Stephen Harper prorogued Parliament, if I recall correctly, to um, prevent uh, a coalition government from forming, which is really messed up because a coalition government is a thing that's allowed to happen in a Westminster-style parliamentary system. But here's Justin Trudeau saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna prorogue Parliament," despite him thoroughly criticizing Harper when he did it. And he's hoping that this will save his skin and they'll come back with a huge swath of social spending. So here's what I really want people to think about in terms of what we may consider forgiving the liberals for. And they've openly admitted already that they're going to take ideas from the opposition, which means they're just going to steal the NDP's ideas. So what we're probably going to see is pharmacare, possibly even with the inclusion of dental. We're going to see um, probably childcare. That's a big one, especially with the pandemic. We're also probably going to see some form of universal basic income because of the swath of support that NDP Motion 46 was getting before they prorogued Parliament. 
Then there's also um, the idea of new green policies. Krista Freeland signaled this when she took over uh, the position of finance minister, saying that Canada would look at um, financing and funding green New Deal style policies. So we're probably looking at a huge amount of stimulus spending, which would be good. It's what's needed. My problem is that they had to wait for their third scandal with the We Charity, and they had to wait for the NDP to propose other motions and for the Bloc Québécois to threaten an election in September if Trudeau didn't resign with all these programs. So probably what's happening right now in the backroom deals is they're weighing the option of if Trudeau should resign and someone like Krista Freeland or someone else takes over the party and implements all these policies and the Liberals, the natural governing party of Canada, get to continue ruling, even with the minority government. So we'll see. And if their government does fall because of the bloc, then if they say, look at all these policies, well, then guess what? The NDP aren't going to get in anytime soon because most Canadians will say, oh, well, the Liberals are closest, so I kind of want to vote for the Liberal. I, I forgive that Trudeau there. And that's probably what's going to happen. And it sucks because this could have been done without proroguing Parliament and killing meaningful legislation that's on the table right now to help Canadians. They've prorogued right at a time when things like the CERB and various other benefits are going to run out and Canadians are going to be in a very dire situation. And they've done this to save their skins. And we're not talking about this, of course, because why would we? We don't actually want to meaningfully tackle in Canada's mainstream media how bad the Liberals are and how bad the Conservatives are. It has to be petty personal attacks, which is why the Liberals attacked Jagmeet Singh. That's why Conservatives attack Justin Trudeau and not really address the fact that Liberals have half-decent policies sometimes and Conservatives don't. And Liberals attack Conservatives and provinces rather than admit that they have problems and can do better. Instead, we fall back on our old ways, and we think that somehow one of the very two parties which ultimately helped us get into this mess is somehow going to spend its way out of it. And the fact that our discourse seems incapable of comprehending that and really focusing on that as the issue that needs to be addressed is what's bothering me.